1: The show Presented by Maxxis Tires, Tires 100%, 100%, goggles, 100% Goggles, Decal, decal Works, decal work, Get data, data, and Vertex Piston. i Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Yeah! Welcome, everybody. Fly, Racing and Moto 60 show! Fly. Round 10 of 17 this week in an Indianapolis Monster Energy Supercross Series. Where in the hell does the time go? Right? Is it round 10 or is it round 9? Round 9, actually. I'm sorry. My bad. Coming up this weekend in Indianapolis. Always love this race. Great fans. Great stadium. And uh, we'll see how the chicken tenders are for Tommy Tenders as well. 702-586-7857. You want to call and talk about Indy? Uh, talk about whatever is on your mind for the Supercross Series. MXGP kicking off this weekend as well. Uh, we'll talk maybe uh, to Jason Thomas about that. Uh, so lots to get into tonight. Today on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, presented by Get Maxis Vertex Pistons, Plum Creek Funding, 100% Decal Works, all on board with us, as are you, 702-586-7857. We are going to give away a set of 100% goggles, as well as a set of Fly Windproof uh, gloves as well. So thank you 100% and Fly for that. Uh, Fly Racing, get it at motorsport.com or your local dealer. The kinetic mesh that just dropped, purple Uh, and blue as well i love the kinetic mesh it's some of my favorite stuff super stretchy ventilated uh, fits really well so please check that out as well as the patrol off-road gear which uh, maybe tis legendary may need some soon Uh, evo uh, with the boa uh, closure system light has the boa closure system as well Uh, they got goggles they got formula helmets head-to-toe fly racing has you covered thank you to those guys check them out online you'll like the colors you'll like the styles there'll be something that you like in there I guarantee you also thank you to the folks at get 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 if you want a discount on a two-stroke ecu uh four-stroke ecu email us using the contact form on Pulpomex.com. we'll pass it on and it'll give you a discount you look at the jet lawrence hunter lawrence sexton Nichols, all using get this year the uh, 250 guys are using the ecu's the data loggers and the rpm dashboard 450 guys using the data loggers, RPM dashboards, and the two-stroke ignitions, they can't keep them in stock right now. So please check out Get. They have a, a really cool system, and it's not that uh, pricey either, and you can get the same stuff that the factory Honda guys use. So thank you to Get. Thank you to Maxxis Tires as well, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by A-Rate, coming back this weekend in Indy on his Maxxis tires dot Maxxis.com. Light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires are fantastic. I have gotten to use the Minions um, lately on my mountain bikes and absolutely love them. So thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires. We'll tell you more about the rest of the guys later on. But uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down in the corner. He's an off-road guy now. The Tits Legere. Tits, what's up? Talent better. Watch out. You're off-road guy now. I'm the new fast guy in town. Yeah, yeah. You want some patrol gear? You need some <laughs> patrol stuff for that? I'm, I actually just ordered some of the new Kinetic Mesh, by Oh, the way. look the at you. teal ones, yeah. Oh, so wow. So it's coming summertime. Wait, it's not teal. It's blue. Whatever. The it's, stuff that RJ was yeah, wearing. Okay. It, it looked teal to me. So Okay. But I have some coming, probably arriving today. Look at you. Yeah, I'm all in. Uh, all right. Let's get Jason I'm Thomas back. on the line if you can. Uh, lots to get into this weekend. So I am wondering. Uh, we have Sexton. We have Tomac. We have um, uh, uh, Cooper Webb. Sorry. And they, right now, uh, it has been three races in a row that they have gone one, two, three in some order. Um, are we going to keep seeing that? Are we going to see someone else get into the mix coming up in Indy? I'm not so sure. I'm going to ask Anton from Swap Moto Live and JT as well about that, if they think that that's something that we're going to see. Um, I I mean, look, anything can happen. Indianapolis has got ruts. It's got, uh, um, you know, soft dirt stuff that grabs you uh, throws you down but I don't know right now those three guys are really elevating uh, over the other um, group of fields so we'll see uh, I said Jason Anderson and Ken Rockson would win a race before the season I think I'm taking Rockson Huff. maybe triple crown uh, I'll stay with Anderson getting a win maybe like I- I'm not I was 100% sure before the year and I was probably 65% sure four races ago, and I think I'm down to a 50-50 shot that maybe 51-49 that Anderson does not get a win before the end of the year. These three guys are really elevating their game, and we see it all the time. We see the championship contenders come up, and uh, the cream rises to the top, and we see this uh, more and more. But to talk about that and more, uh, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's going on? Well, VTIS Legendary over here just told me that he ordered some new kinetic mesh teal gear and now I'm confused because that looked blue on TV. Okay. Well, we have both. Oh, it's teal and blue. Yeah. Well, there's a teal set and then a blue set. Oh, Ah, I apologize, tits. They have a teal set. I didn't have enough conviction to really (laughs) dispute you on that. So you have whatever the stuff RJ was wearing on the podium. That's blue. Okay. Then that's what I ordered.
3: (laughs) That's it. Yeah.
0: Okay. The teal set was what the uh, Twisted T Suzuki guys were wearing.
2: Okay. All right. And then, uh, and then there's purple.
0: Is like it more like a high-vis? Well,
2: I don't know. Teal,
0: maybe, maybe you guys are talking about the same one, because I'm thinking like there's like a yellow.
2: I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, uh, there's three sets, though. There's teal, blue, and purple? No, no. It, it, you guys are just confused on the color. because okay. it's, like it's like a baby bluish. It,
0: it,
3: it's the Kinetic
2: Mesh Core Racewear Blue-White high vis. Okay. Yeah. That's what I Th- ordered. There's no teal in there. All teal. right. I'm sorry. It's close. Teal is San Jose Sharks. JT, you know the San Jose Sharks uniforms.
0: Yeah, big on big on uh, all things hockey, <laughs> That's especially t- the Sharks. That's
2: teal. That's yeah. what they call it, right? The Jacksonville I'm Jaguars. sorry. Well, teal is what?
0: Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this is blue. All yeah, right, blue. So it's available now, JT, at uh, motorsport.com or your local dealer. That stuff. It is. Yep. It is. Uh, all right. Uh, good to hear. Flyracing.com. Check it out. I like the RJ uh, blue stuff, uh, not teal. I think that that stuff really good. The kinetic mesh is my favorite line that you guys make, and you normally release it at Daytona. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I need to start riding my dirt bike more, JT, but uh, when I do, I look forward to wearing this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, It doesn't – man, it's hard for me to wear because it is longer, um, but we've made a bunch of adjustments that it's gotten better for me. But I think – for, you know, we get so many different opinions. Like, if you talk to a yes. pro rider, they want everything so tight mm-hmm. and so lean cut and everything. I fit better into that stuff. But you talk to your average vet rider or just normal build person, and they love the cut of this stuff. Yeah. So, yep. Um, that's what we've really tried to focus on over the years is have specific lines. So if you kind of tell me your body type, I can probably tell you what you're going to like before you even try it on. So
2: if you're, if you're super fit, you're going to like Evo? Yeah, like skinny, tall, yeah, yeah.
0: lean. You're going to you're going to like white uh specifically. Okay. And then I think Evo is probably second in that category. And then anything other than that build like if you're shorter or if you're um yeah, you don't even have to be super lean, just the average build. You're probably going to like Kinetic and Evo quite a bit.
2: Like uh chubbier. Chubbier. Well, not even that. Just oh. I think just average.
0: You oh, okay. know, like the super yeah, yeah. lean person is going right. to like white the most.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, which is why Kiefer always tells me that's his favorite stuff. He just loves the and I, and I put it on, and my thighs are kind of big. I'm like, eh. That's why I kind of like kinetic mesh. Fits a little better. So, Yeah,
0: yeah, we're, we're blessed that way. I think smaller brands, they get really pigeonholed into building specific cuts because they just don't have a wide enough line. Yeah. Um, so, we, yeah, we can really target specific body types.
2: All right, Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, I have not looked at the track map, same as our Pulp Fantasy podcast. I said that, too, and I have not done that again. What do you think of this track? What's your initial thoughts of, uh, of Indy this weekend?
0: It's going to be pretty good. I mean, it's, it's your traditional track, right? Um, the start kind of cuts across the middle of the racetrack, like this shorter start that bends left, similar to Daytona, yeah. almost identical to Daytona start. Um, one set of whoops that will probably break down, as uh, Indy often do. Uh, but, yeah, nothing too crazy outside of that, just kind of your normal. Yeah. Um, I do think it's going to be tough to pass. There are a lot of 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, it, you know, a lot of that turns into follow the leader type stuff. So, look for the the obvious passing zones to be really, really important.
2: Uh, are we doing a fly racing show in the pits? Too cold? Do we know what's? Uh, I don't. I, weather's going to be nasty, right?
0: Weather dependent. If it's uh, if it's dry, it'll be a yes. Um, if it's wet, it'll be a no. Okay. I'm not scared of the cold so much. I mean, that's, those people deal with that every day. It's not such a big deal. Um, but if it's wet, then, yeah, we won't. we won't.
2: All right. Well, keep an eye on my social feed or JT's social feed, and we'll let you know. But chance the ability, there's a fly racing pit show as well in the pits. I like Indy. I, outside of the weather, obviously, but we were there for COVID races, and we've been there for a number of years whether the RCA Dome or now Lucas Oil. I really like Indy. Good crowd. Good vibe. Um I, I just this is this is a good race. This is you know it's not the best race on series. It's not the series, but I like this race.
0: Yeah, it's you know they've done a great job, I think, overall with the city. You know, I don't know what what or who or when they decided to do this, but you like I uh, started going to this race in the late '90s, and it was your typical midwestern industrial city. You know, not a lot to get excited about. Um, just you know, you could you could have picked any city in the Midwest, and it would have felt very similar to that. And just over the years, they've done a really good job of revitalizing the whole downtown area. You know, there are nice hotels, nice restaurants, um, kind of these rows of of places to go out and do things, uh, which just simply weren't there, you know, 20 years ago. So good job to them. Uh, I've spent a lot of time there, whether it was for the the multiple races we had, like the residency type stuff or, you know, uh, Ironman National. I've been there a bunch of times for that, so I've spent a lot of time in this town, Um, and it's just one that I've come to really appreciate. And I think it's pretty underrated overall. For you know, most people just wouldn't associate Indy with being anything like what it probably is.
2: Uh, Irvine Irvine Theater tomorrow night seven thirty. Fly Racing live podcast show with myself, JT, Daniel Blair. We'll have a couple of special guests. Tickets available on pulpamex.com. So we'll see you tomorrow night, uh, a couple-hour show. These are always fun things to do. So please, people, if you're in the area and you want to uh, uh, come and see a live show, have some laughs, uh, check it out. All right? Um, Okay, so three in a row, three races in a row, the same three guys. um, Probably going to happen again. I would bet money on. Uh, Not for sure, but uh, these three are starting to take off. you, You can tell me they'd finish in any order and I would uh, agree with that. I don't know if there's a preference for which order, but we're starting to see these three guys break away, and, and Anderson can get in the mix, and Kenny can get in the mix. AP's good at a track like this also, JT, but I really think we're going to see more three, those three guys on the podium than not uh, the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, they, they feel like the best three, and, and I'm actually a little bit surprised that Jason Anderson uh, has not been in this mix more. I, I really had him as a, a legitimate threat. Um, the fact, the key factor was exactly what he's done, is get into situations that don't help championships and start drama with people and the tit-for-tat stuff. Um, that will absolutely derail any championship chances you may have. It's too difficult of a class and a championship to win with all that nonsense, right? You just can't do it because you can't give those points. In the past, you couldn't give them to Tomac. Well, guess what? Now you can't give them to Webb or Sexton also. Uh, so it's all—it's only, only exacerbated uh, the problems that come with crashes or mistakes or this, you know, back and forth stuff that he has with, you know, what, pick whatever rider you want. It's used to come up each year.
2: Yeah, I think the – I mean, does this Indy favor one of these three guys more than the other two? Do you feel like – I can make a case for all three guys winning, uh, strengths, I think you know, and weaknesses. Webb,
0: Webb's been really good at Indy over the years. Um, so I, I – leaned here this weekend is probably the first race of the year that i picked him to win Mm -hmm. and uh, i just think he he has a lot of confidence at this track he knows that the whoops are going to break down to the fashion that he wants them to which is a huge thing for him right if he goes into the weekend knowing that the track is going to be conducive to him i think he just enters it with a completely different approach and uh, that usually works out for him the more confident he is it seems to really kind of um just amplify his results at the end of the night.
2: 702 586 We've got some lines open. If you uh, want to call in and ask about Indy or, or anything else, uh, uh, feel free. Thank you to the folks at Plum Creek Funding. Uh, if you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, if you're a first-time buyer or investor, you got a vacation home like Tis Legendary, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home, looking to pull the cash out, contact a professional uh, with over 25 years of experience. Direct access to assist in 12 different states. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685, PlumCreekFunding.com. Thank you to those guys. Um, all right, Adam Cincirullo in this weekend. He's uh, been battling a wrist injury that's kind of like a, something that's been lingering on him. And we, we covered him in our Pulp Fantasy pod yesterday. I, I don't think I'm going to pick him, but I do think, like, we have no Nichols, no Ferrandis, no Justin Cooper. Um, I think, you know, he could get a sixth or a seventh which is a lot of points in Pulp Fantasy. But I think also he could get tired or fatigued or jam the wrist and finish 10th, 12th, whatever, which is not many points. I think uh, AC's variance of finishes this weekend can be very high, JT. Yeah,
0: and, and, man, my my thoughts for AC this weekend are the same they've been all season. It's just do all the laps. You know, I, I really thought this season was really important to do every race, every lap, and that would – give you a base to work from moving forward. And here we are. We've already missed two races. So it's a bummer. There's nothing you can do about it at this point. Um, but I hope he just gets out there and goes back to his approaches before. Is like, yeah, if you can get up front at the beginning, great. That, that's awesome. But don't blow up your race because you're moving backwards. You know, like taking an eighth is okay. Like everyone knows that you can go really fast. That's not in question. We're not worried about if you're good enough to make it or not. It's just can you be around at round 17, that's that's the question that everybody's still asking.
2: But, you know, he didn't specifically hurt anything in his wrist. It's just a nagging thing, and he didn't get any surgery, so you got to figure he just rested it to inflammation, get the inflammation down, and therefore this thing could be bugging him again. You know, like, I mean, it could yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you don't when you don't really do anything to fix a problem and you're just hoping it goes away, and it's only been a couple weeks. Yeah absolutely there's a chance of of re-injury or re-aggravating it or whatever however you want to phrase it uh but i would have to think that he's he's feeling okay to come back and race um if he's going to line up i don't think he's going to go out there if he's just like i don't even know if i can ride because i i I think he knows probably better
2: at this point he's doing press day uh tomorrow um so i guess that'll be a nice little test for him as well um RJ Hampshire is back in this weekend. We had him on the Pulp Show Monday, and he told some funny stories about the gate picks ahead of uh, Cooper Webb for the, uh, for the main. Um, it was his, and he had a great Daytona. He won a heat, for God's sake, uh, and then finished well in the main. Is that a Daytona thing only? He's Florida. He loves it. Uh, or do you, do you think he can, you know, 7-8 beat Christian Craig, uh, that type of stuff again on a quote-unquote normal supercross track?
0: Well, the the real question I think you're asking is, is is he better than Christian Craig at Supercross already in 450? And, uh, I don't necessarily think so. Um, Daytona is certainly a good race for RJ. There's no other way to say it. If you, if you knew RJ when he, since he was a little kid, he rode on tracks like Daytona every day of his life. Uh, that's just what it was. So to think he wouldn't excel at Daytona would probably be silly. Now, when you watch Christian Craig ride, it's hard for me to say, "Yeah, RJ is better than Christian Craig. I don't believe that. When I look at 250 supercross last year, I wouldn't believe that. So why would I think that's something now? Um, do I think Christian Craig is white years better?" No, No, but, but I, I'm not going to jump to conclusions and throw the baby out with the bathwater just because of one Daytona result. Um, we wouldn't say the same thing about Jeremy Martin on a 450 at Daytona, so why would we say the same thing about RJ?
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he can finish right around Christian, you know, 9, 10, 7, you know what yeah. I mean, somewhere around there. But, yeah, I wouldn't think he can be better than Christian Craig, just straight up, right? But, uh, no,
0: and I've been surprised that Christian, especially the beginning, I just thought he would be much better than that. Like him riding around in 12th and 13th was just not where I had Christian Craig in this class. And I think that, that opening round crash really set him back uh, physically and mentally. But when you're talking about skill set and all those things, like Christian's already proven himself. Like his his 250 series over the last two years before this year, was plenty to show us how good he can ride. And all you need is one Instagram video to know he's really, really good. Um, he just, I think he's just lacking a little bit of confidence right now. I really do. I think yeah. these 450 guys at the front have kind of got him psyched out a bit.
2: Speaking of lacking confidence, if you're Dylan Ferrandes, um You know, you you knock yourself out at uh, Oakland, I think. Was it Oakland? I think it was. You miss some time. You come back at Daytona. You crash on press day. You go over the bars again. A nice get up. He's out again this weekend. Uh, Yeah, maybe. You know, he won the outdoor title, and we had people like Mr. Side claiming he's going to win the 450 Supercross title. Um, Maybe, just maybe, he's not going to figure out 450 Supercross. Look, he's got two titles, I think, in the 250 class, one at least. Uh, Does he have two 250 Supercross titles or just one? uh I think, I think i think two i think two anyways uh he, you know like he's it's been a couple years now and he's missing this weekend and he's been battered down and we may never see dylan look he's got he's got two career podiums i think in of the supercross we may never see him uh become sort of a guy uh he just may not get a hold of this thing
0: yeah it's uh it's, it's a little bit troubling you know i think. You know, that pro motocross championship on the 450 was incredible, right? And, and I think he will be good again on the 450 outdoors. We've seen it time and time again. But outside, outside of a few performances, we have not seen any sort of consistency or has he shown an ability to stay upright and fast on a 450. Um, it hasn't been so much different than Adam Cincerello, to be honest, right? Great 250 career, had one good 450 season. Where he got second in the series behind Osborne. But the rest of it has just been kind of hit and miss with injuries and a lot of missed racing.
2: You look at Dylan, like, you know, even, you know, um, his normal performance should be right around AP, right? Uh, maybe yep. not elite, and then right around AP. And AP, yes, he got hurt last year, but this year he's been solid. And he's just it's just like week after week, six, seven, eight, and again, we've covered the everyone in front of you is a champion. So six, seven, eight is is great. Uh, he can't do that. Even Dylan can't seem to do that. It's 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 go or, or crash. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just think
0: uh, it's been a, a, a tough go. You know, I don't think supercross comes that easy to him. David Villeman kind of said the same. It's just not a natural um, thing for him to do to go fast in supercross. So he really has to work at it. And I think. The more he has to press and he wants to win, he wants to be on the podium, but I think for him to do that, he really has to get out there on the edge and yeah. the further you're out on the edge, the more prone you are to a big mistake
2: yeah, you talk to him after the races, even that he does okay at like a fourth or a fifth, and he's not that happy, and he wants to be better and and maybe it's just all media shit that he says, but like he doesn't like he truly thinks he should be winning right and and so yeah. he's not sort of content to be a fifth place guy and and so yeah, you gotta. Well, you gotta, you gotta mind I, I think
0: if you look at you look at that 450 motocross season where he just dominated everyone. That's it's hard to get that out of your head because yeah. he just rode away, he rode around, and rode away from everybody week after week. And once you do that, you don't really look at the guys the same way. He's not looking at those guys going, "Man, I wish I could get up there and ride with those guys." Like those guys are so good. He, he dominated those guys a couple summers ago, and yeah. I think that's still in his head. Rightfully so. You know, I, I don't think he's out of bounds thinking that way. It's just it hasn't come very easy for him.
2: Nope, absolutely not. Uh, the lines are full. Let's uh, let's take some calls here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing on the line. Uh, let's go to Nathan on one. Nathan, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Thank you for taking
3: my call. I'm a huge fan of the show. Thank you. Um, so I've got more of an overarching marketing type question, and it's sort of what do you guys think, like how important are the personalities in our sport, Um, and and sort of do you think like a personality kind of like J-Law or somebody super rebellious um, can ever make it back to the top just kind of based on the level that the sport is elevated to? Um, Do you think there would ever be anything like a drive to survive for uh, Supercross?
2: What do you think, JT?
0: I would love to say yes. I I think uh, it would do wonders for – just the – I know, Steve, this is a hot-button topic for you, but trying to get more viewers in, um, I don't – you know, for American viewers, I think they face a lot of the same challenges, Formula 1 did, uh, that motocross does. Is People don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about the personalities of the sport. They don't understand how difficult it is. You know, I think that's a, a big misunderstanding. Is they always think it's, oh, how hard can it be? You just twist the throttle. I don't, you know, they just don't have any respect for it because they've never done it. And that's not their fault. I think everybody, the first time they ride and and everybody's had this experience, you take somebody to the track, they get on the bike and they're like, oh, wow, that's quite a bit harder than I had any idea about. Um, Yeah, so if we could ever pull something like that off, you know, I don't know that Netflix views our sport as big enough, but if man, if we could ever do something like that with that many eyeballs on it, it would be really cool.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think. I think like J Law was out of hand. So when you bring up J Law, Nathan, like, can we can we just is there a middle between J Law and you know Eli Tomac? Can we just have that? Like what he was doing, you know. I mean, there's great personalities. Hayden Deegan, Jet Lawrence, right? Uh, I think Sexton's a good sure. personality. I just when you say J Law, like he was out of hand. So no, you can't be J Law. I think and survive burning the candle on both ends. But can we – but Jet and Hayden and other guys have great personalities, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, On the drive to survive part, I I will add me and my dad, like, single-handedly got into Formula One during COVID by watching that show. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there watching the most recent season thinking, like, the points gap between uh, Max out front and then Ferrari. I mean, it's enormous. And then I'm watching the Supercross season this year. Like, the drama and how tight it is, like, there's so much action. I know there's big – Great personalities in our sport, yeah uh, right now, so I, I think it could be super beneficial if it well, whatever one thing but. we
2: ran into a problem, I mean, Red Bull was doing the supercross spy stuff, but you know they could only do Red Bull athletes, right so and no monster guys, and they wouldn't get access always, and it was a Mo- Red Bull thing, so monster would if monster did it, it would be the same thing, Red Bull guys really wouldn't be featured, so like can we just get all through that bullshit you know and 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 focus on this series and make it great? Like I think we right. could, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, would no, they could? I mean,
3: Monster yeah. and Red Bull be willing to work together at any point? Well, no, they, the
2: they wouldn't. But J, like JT said, like Supercos could do it. Like Feld could do they it.
3: They have, to, but those companies are smart. They
0: understand the overall big picture marketing of what that would pr- represent. I don't think you would have a challenge getting those guys involved. I mean, Lewis Hamilton's a Monster guy, right? I mean, those guys all yeah. have. Uh, Red Bull has, sponsors a car. So, obviously, no. they're very much involved and okay with it.
2: No, I, I just meant, like, Feld would have to go do it and not Red Bull or Monster. Like, Feld would say, hey, no, we're I, doing I think this. No, have
0: have I think you'd have to have an outside entity like yeah. Netflix or yeah. someone like that want to do it. Because yeah. then that overrides every other every other problem. They'd yeah. be like, yeah, we're we're all in. Like, this this overrides any other objection yeah. we could possibly have.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nathan, do you want a pair of uh, 100% goggles or fly windproof gloves?
3: Oh, shoot. Um I'll take the gloves. That'd be awesome.
2: Okay. Stay on the line. All right. We'll get your info and uh, we'll you. send those off. Thank you. Uh, David's on too. David, what's your question? You got a Deegan question? Yeah. So as I was watching the
0: broadcast the other night, uh, I believe, uh, Mr. Bailey was talking about it on Monday night that, the they had the audio turned up really high. So you could really hear what the bike was doing. Yeah. And he, his, his, his riding style is wild. Like it's, in, in a lot of the rhythm sections he was basically just holding the bike wide open and regulating his speed with a clutch.
2: So I guess my, my question is, is that when he gets outdoors in a thirty minute moto, is is that bike gonna be able to take his
0: riding style and when he moves on to be a four fifty rider, will he have to change his riding style?
2: I think part of the way he rides right now is just so youthful energy. Like he uses up so oh, it's much crazy. energy. Yeah. Uh, he'll have to calm that down, and the bike can make it. Yeah. Look at Barsha's bike made it, you know? So yeah. uh, I don't yeah, know if there's been anybody right. anybody worse than Justin Barsha through the years when he was a little bike guy or even now, right? Um, so yeah. I don't – I think, JT, I said this on Monday night, Deegan reminds me of Barsha when Barsha turned pro, like whipping it, throwing it, revving it, a lot of energy, a lot of hype, uh, hyperness. Uh, is that, I don't know hyperness is a word. Uh, hyperactivity, let's say, JT. Uh, he reminds me of Barsha a little bit.
0: Yeah, I can see it. Um, the revs and the um, just kind of extreme body movement, body language. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting to watch him, and then you watch, you know, the other rider that moved in the same class at the same time is Chantimus, and he's completely the opposite. Right? Doesn't move around a lot. Yeah. Low RPM. It's quite the contrast. Yeah. They're both going really fast, but like yeah. Deegan's done a little better, obviously. Um, but the way they approach it is is so different. And yeah, I, I guess Seagans is more flashy. Um, we'll just have to see long term yeah. which one plays out, I guess, a little bit better.
2: Thanks, David. Good question. Thank you. Okay, uh, thanks. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We got a Cooper Webb question from Joel. Joel, what's your Cooper Webb question?
1: Hey, Joel. Uh, Steve, Jason, good talk to you guys. Love the show. Oh, I'm you. really glad Jason's on there because I wanted to ask him about this too, just the the mental side of it. Steve, on Monday, you guys were saying kind of, you're kind of given if you had to bet at this time, Eli, you know, like if you were forced to bet right now, and I was going to see if I could try to talk you into maybe hopping over on the website with a few couple facts, um, or kind of what I've seen, like all of Eli's wins, you know, first have only been by a few bike links over Cooper. You know, he's just, he's just an animal there at the end. And even if he's no, there's no chance when Eli lays up, Cooper keeps coming, Um, that just the mental side of that was kind of, was going to pitch at Jason, just Cooper, making sure that he shows Eli every weekend, you can't be a bike link less than what you are now because I'll be there. And then Eli's, um, he got really lucky with two big mistakes in those triple crowns and had he not had or, you know, say he'd have had his normal Eli night like he did on those triple crowns. But if he'd had them on regular weekends, he'd have been sitting at a what was it, a 12th and a 6th or something. Um, so points wise, he really got saved by those triple crowns. And, you know, we could all say, you know, we could all say ifs and all that. But I mean, really, if those races would have happened on a normally 20 minute one, Webb wins them. Eli gets 12th-place points and 6th-place points or something like that. Yeah, so,
2: I got you. Re,
1: re, really, the points could be – we could be talking about Webb with 14 points up. Um, and then the third, even though they both do get better in the second half of the season, I feel like Cooper, he just he's just such a mental giant compared to the rest of these guys. It, and him, kind of Stewart said it, leaving Daytona, I almost think that Cooper has more confidence – you know, I know he got second. No one likes second. Cooper hates second. But the way he got second, um, just just staying with Eli, he did make the mistake. Eli won. But we you've even said it a bunch of times, Eli don't look like Eli. He really doesn't. He's kind of lucked into being in this points lead, which is what you need. You've got to have luck, too. I'd always yeah. rather be lucky than good. But I don't know. What do you think of that? I mean, I really think Cooper's got the momentum here. I really do.
2: Okay. JT?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty even. You know, I, um, there have been other people on the broadcast team that have really, they, they really believe that Cooper has a big edge here as the season grows long. But I would have to also point to the fact that every time we've really posed some hard questions to Tomac, he's bounced back really hard. Um, he he yeah. has stood yeah. up, stood tall every single time that it's been kind of thrown in his face that he needs to do something about it. So yeah. that's what makes it hard for me to count him out right now um, and not – I mean, he, he won both titles last year. He, you know, is—it is, has been leading the points. This is the most points he's ever had in a series to this to this point, ever. So, <laughs> yeah. was, I was trying to dig up all these stats, right? It's like, how do you doubt him when he's had so much success? And this is his best season ever to date. Um, so, yes. yeah, Cooper's yeah. great. Cooper deserves a ton <laughs> of credit. He's to like, what, how, how, of right? But he's you, only five points yeah, ahead of Cooper.
3: Right, but how him. do you – only five points ahead of him.
0: All that. How do you <laughs> – I got you. I got you. But he's still behind, and he's a yeah. defending champion who's having the best season he's ever had. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't know what to do with that.
1: Yeah, I think. Steve, what do you think? You uh, want uh, to break the tie here? What nah, do you?
0: think? I'm. So... I mean, Web, what, 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 How many, how many races has Web won?
1: Uh, Web's won two. two. <laughs> yep. How
0: two. many races does Ui won?
1: Four. I know, but it's just watching it and knowing how close. I mean, you Web can. I, you obviously
0: want Webb to win, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to change your mind no no, no, no it's, yeah, 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 it's it's hard to push back against Tomac when he's not giving you much reason to yeah uh yeah. thanks
2: for the call, man. good points thank you yep. thank thank, thank you. you Joel is clearly on the web wagon he is yeah, uh, yeah which yeah, is totally
0: yeah, right. I'm good with it web's been fantastic he has um, been. i just I've heard a lot of people on that web thing, and I am too like he's been great, but like when you just put tomac in a vacuum if if you didn't look at web at all, you'd be like he is been amazing this year yep. like he truly had
2: jake you got a new idea for a segment yeah i was uh seen on twitter that
3: roto was looking for like a razzles in indy because he's going to indy so was thinking maybe he could get like a uh a privateer mm. some talk about some like nightlife things maybe Man. maybe a uh Car- carnell a- let's get carnell you know, or yeah
2: or you know maybe like a McGrath back in the day had some hot spots that he wow. could talk about there's this establishment in Indy called the Red Garter. I've been frequented a few times, not for a few years, though. Um, but we could ask Carnell, yeah, to, to tell us what's up with that. Uh, it's not a, not a bad idea. Uh, Indy does have Indy does have some places, JT. It's got some spots.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't actually ever been to any of them, but I, I've heard about them. I, I think they get made famous by uh, what used to be the Indy trade show. Yeah. That was what I would always hear about them yeah. from.
2: Uh, thanks, Jake. I'll, I'll ask Logan about that. All right, man. Thanks. See ya. Uh Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, Anton coming up here right away from Swap Moto Live. All right, JT, uh, it is that time. Give us your uh, – well, I need MXGP winners too. MXGP winners yeah. and Indy Supercross winners, please.
0: So, for this weekend, I, I did pick Cooper to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to con- contradict myself as much as possible on this show. Um, I picked Cooper to win. I'll pick Hunter to win in the uh, – in the 250, because why not? He's been amazing. And in uh, XGP, I, I don't know, man. These, these early season rounds are, are really strange because they're coming off all these warm-up races, but What's this I pretty track much like? never...
2: What's this track like? Argentine- it's really
0: fast. Okay. Like, no ruts, no okay. real lines. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting, like very unique. Uh, like, you look at all the turns, there's no lines at all. It's just wide open. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that helps Jeffrey or not, but I'm just going to go with Jeffrey. Uh, because why not? He's, he's always great. And then the 250, I'll go with Yago Gears. Why would I not pick Geertz? He's, he is, the uh, I think, the guy that is still standing right after Vial left. Mm-hmm. I don't think this track really works for Benestant all that well. Maybe he proves me wrong, but uh, I'll go with Geertz.
2: All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, so we'll see you tomorrow night at the live show, man. Thank you. Okay, guys, see you. Right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, flyracing.com. Thank you to the folks at 100%. Uh, They got a whole generation of racers asking, how much effort do you give, whether it's MLB, Downhill Mountain Biking, BMX, MotoGP, and of course you got uh, Jet Lawrence and you got Cooper Webb and AP, Star Racing, Yamaha guys, all running 100%. 100%. 100%.com, San Diego-based company. They've been there uh, synonymous with American motocross way back since the 1980s. And uh, please check them out, 100%.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Uh, DecalWorks as well. DecalWorks' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. DecalMX.com. Use the promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics from the mild to the wild. These guys can uh, uh, design something for you. Uh, Sean and Ron and the boys down at DecalMX.com. Check them out, man. Great service. Great product. Uh, They'll give you a bunch of stuff to really help you make uh, installing your graphics easy. Weege does not understand this yet, but we'll get them on that. Decal works. Number one for many reasons. DecalMX.com. Let's get bring our next guest in here, uh, Swap Moto Live, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton?
4: What's going on, boys?
2: Is this a drivable one for you? Three hours. Nice. Going on
4: Interstate 70. Yeah. yeah. Indy
2: Supercross is like second home race. I figured so, yeah. it was. Yeah, no St. Louis this year, so closest thing you got. Uh, what's the first Indy you went to as a kid? First Indy I went to
4: is the first Indy I ever worked, so 2009. Oh, so okay. This is really like, yeah, this is like
2: the race for us this is the one where everything kind of got kicked off so i love this one more probably than any other it's uh was that lucas oil or was that the dome i don't even know lucas oil okay yeah i I never got to go to the dome dude i'm probably like so out of touch the dome was probably gone in like oh five and i'm not even realizing it i have no idea (laughs) yeah
4: Uh, No, i think oh nine was like right one of the first years so okay i I can't remember i always wanted to go to the dome too yeah It wasn't that far away, but, you know, three hours was just out of reach.
2: Oh, just couldn't load up the station wagon and head down there. Family, Anton family. Big Mike wasn't into it that much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Yeah, we got ourselves a nice uh, little title fight here. Let's focus on uh, 250s. I'll touch on 450s a little bit, but uh, Hunter Lawrence has been sort of the class of the field. What did you make of the pass on Thrasher, the rider who'd won the other race? And we kind of all think like, hey, uh, Thrasher's... He may be out of this thing now, which is dangerous for Hunter Lawrence because I think, in my mind, Thrasher owes him one. Uh, not a not a T-bone, not a you know, not breaking his leg, but I think Thrasher can uh, inflict some revenge. Oh, totally! The, watching
4: that pass kind of come to be on the replay, I uh-huh. didn't see it. You know, I didn't see the replay until the next day. Yeah. Uh, You got to give Nate props for seeing the line and then going for it. But then also Hunter just for being as like, oh, you're going to do that? Well, (laughs) then I'm going to do this five feet later. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, I think that we all agreed a little bit hectic to happen on the opening lap and everything like that. and, And it lets everything else happen. You know, we know Nate's got a little bit of an injury. How's that going to go? We've seen how Hunter has been riding this year. He's definitely going about getting to the front of, of the pack different than Jet is. Where Jet finesses his way, Hunter just kind of bullies his way forward. Um, so you're seeing two way different race strategies play out, and I think that I completely agree with you that Nate's got nothing to lose now. You know, he's out of the title, but there's still a lot of bonus money to be made, and he could make Hunter's life hell if he wants to.
2: You know, you start looking at Hunter with the Schmoda thing, Thrasher this weekend. I know there's another... There was another greasy move on Mosman. S- Mosman, yeah. Mosman, like, and then like, even if you
4: watch that Tampa one, he's been kind of teeing up Mosman for a couple corners. I was like, oh, it's it's coming.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. Like so,
4: like he Hunter's getting that way. He kind of is. Way. He's yeah, showing how he rides.
2: No, yeah. yeah, I think he's got some guys that are like, oh yeah, you know, and he he's a little cocky on the podium, right? Like he's got a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a chip on that shoulder. I feel like, and and I like Hunter a lot, but uh, yeah, I feel like. Uh, feel like some guys are going to remember this stuff from hunter lawrence down the road it's been interesting to hear this kind of universally
4: noticed through the pit area in these Mm -hmm. last few weeks like at first it was i thought a couple of us and then it was a few more of us and then a few more and now it's like oh okay everybody's seeing this yeah and i don't think he cares uh (laughs) his, his how was your weekend interview to me this past weekend? he's like yo i had we had nothing at some point in time so i'm racing for everything right now and if This guy is this far into his career right now and still firing on that motivation. Uh I mean, if you guys want to talk about how gnarly Cooper can be in those last five minutes, give Hunter three years where he's in the 450 class and knows there's a lot of money to be made. This could get very interesting coming soon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Where do you stand uh, with Jason Anderson right now? JT and I were talking about him off the hop a little bit. Like, I'm not so sure he wins a race this year. Like, uh, Let's call it 50-50. I would have bet. Uh, I would have bet a lot of things that he had won a race before the season started. But man, uh, he's he's making some small mistakes. These three are raising their game a little bit. He's out of this title hunt. Um, I yeah, it's just uh, it's been a good season. Like he's got on the podium a couple times, and and he won that one main event in a triple crown. But man, he's he's either not as good, or those three are better. Uh, you 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 make the choice. But it's a, been a weird season for Anderson. I think that him riding a different shock
4: for as long as they did and then the mistakes that they made in those early races and then going, all right, we're not going to use that part at all anymore. That's, you know, some definite progress that everybody else had the chance to make that he didn't. And I think that put him on the back foot. Um, he's still riding really well and really fast, but they just, he's not giving himself any good opportunity to show what he's capable of. Uh, so I think it's a little bit of both. And I do think, yeah, that the other three guys, because they have a clear head and a, a better motivation than Jason trying to just, oh, what's going to happen this weekend? They have a better reason to drive forward. I think Jason's riding with like a lot of those distractions around him, and it's just trying to put the blinders onto it and then getting out there and going because he has been riding very well. You know, there have been a couple tracks where I'm like, man, that wouldn't be a Jason track. And then you saw him at Dallas, and he was slowing pretty well there. Uh, even some times last week where he was putting together some good rhythm sections, figured out one of the quads first, I think. Like it's there, he just needs mm-hmm. to have a good weekend from start to finish and no, no issues.
2: Do you think he can, like if he gets a whole shot this weekend in your mind, can he, can he win the thing, take off and win? I would be more apt to think Detroit. He could
4: do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit, you know, that being more of a hard pack track and a little bit more his style, yeah. maybe even like Seattle, Arizona. There's a couple of tracks coming up after this. Um, this weekend's track could just be, this chewed-up slot car track with inside lines and potholes and ruts all the way up every jump face, and, and Jason does those well, but the slicker, harder base tracks that are coming up where Jason can find traction that nobody else can, that's where he's going to benefit more. If he can get over this hump and get to those and, and be in a good spot, yeah, he could probably still win one or get back into the mix of things. But title fight's gone, and he's got three other guys that are
2: riding with a lot more on the line for sure. Um, I, I mentioned this on my Pulp Show a couple times, and maybe the review shows even, but I'm interested in getting your uh, opinion because you're another media guy that's talking to these guys after the races. I think uh, what Chase sexton has been doing is very admirable. I think he's had some tough losses. We all know that. We don't need to talk about those again. But, dude, he is facing the media. He's facing the press conference. He gives intelligent answers. He's uh, articulate. He's putting his best face on when you know he's absolutely fucking pissed inside. Uh, I think uh, this is... And you were around in some of the guys where you would just never see them, and you, you know how these guys, a lot of them would act. And so I'm impressed with Chase Sexton. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And even I've you know shared those same thoughts with
4: Chase. Like, yo, dude, you, you're doing a lot of stuff you don't have to do. And the outlook that he has and the way that he's explaining things, it makes it exciting for a media person because we've seen guys struggle before and we've seen guys kind of go through those teething problems until mm-hmm. they figure out, okay, this is what it takes to ride this pace without crashing or without having the mistake. For him to do it as eloquently as he has and as forward-facing as he has has been refreshing because not only do we as the media people get to enjoy it, but everybody gets to enjoy it. Now we really do understand the struggles that some of these guys go yeah. through as they figure that out, and I think that it only makes everybody better. Um, yeah, I completely agree that you've got to really give Chase some props on, on how he's carried himself through this one because there have been a lot of late-night talks with the Honda engineers mm-hmm. at the track, and I know Keir has been telling him different stuff, and, and it couldn't be fun right now, but nope. you have to give him a lot of credit for for putting on a good face every single time. Wow. Even this past weekend, like, devastated after Daytona. The most bummed I've ever seen him.
2: Oh, really, huh? The yeah. yeah, the oh, most yeah. bummed, yeah. Because um, those guys kind of rode away from him, you know? Um yeah.
4: And I think we all kind of were going into this weekend thinking, you know, he's getting into that situation now where he does have to get a win. And I thought that Daytona was going to be a really good one um, because if Cooper and Eli start to break away from him, he's going to have a lot harder task to reel them back in because he hasn't gone to full 17 races in a season of a championship fight like they have. So if it's hard now, wait till you're around 13, 14, 15, when there are not a lot more chances and you're getting stressed about it.
2: Do you know if he went over and said anything to Barsha or no, probably not?
4: No, I know they were next to each other after the podium, but I don't know what was said. Um, And I think (laughs) that we all kind of agree that like that first one was, he probably had no idea that Justin was even there, just of how fast he made that mistake and then Justin catching up to him. And then the second one, it was just like, oh, there's a mistake, and, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, there you go. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't anything to, like, get pissy over. No. But it's definitely got to be, especially in Justin's case, frustrating when he was definitely going forward, definitely had the pace yeah. to, to get in the top three and then have two things completely out of his control where he thought, like, here's my opportunity to literally get them
2: dashed away from him. Yeah. Yeah, that had to be pretty frustrating. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live on the line. Let's take some phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, you want to talk about Hunter Lawrence's passes?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you guys. I think after the Shimoda
0: pass, and I'm not totally sold that last weekend was dirty. It looked to me like Nate lost his balance pretty quickly, He tried to turn down. But I don't think what he's doing to Moseman, I don't think that's greasy. I just think there's no love lost
3: there dating back to when Jet had issues with Moseman. So I think any time he gets close, Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna boot Moseman over the berm any chance he gets. I'm not. Yeah, but
4: wouldn't okay, you wouldn't you consider that greasy though? If that's an intent, like if it was just another guy, that's one thing. But like to point it at them, then that kind of goes like, oh, okay, that's a char- that's like an attitude, you know? Because I, I agree with you on the Nate thing. I don't think that was a fully greasy pass. I think it was just like everything coming together. But uh, the Moseman thing, there's like definitely some long beef between that whole family I guess.
3: I I can't answer that. I'm not a Mosman fan. I think he
0: gets kind of I think he rides backwards when the guys get behind him. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm not a good
2: person to answer that question. Alright, uh, hey you want a pair of hundred percent goggles Tom? Yes. Yeah. All right stay sure, on hold. Awesome. All right stay, thanks for the call. Stay on hold. Uh, we'll get your information. Um what's up with Mosman? He's out this weekend from what I understand. Um Anton. It has been a rough season for Michael Moseman. A lot of injuries in the off offseason I don't think a lot
4: of people knew about. I'm sure some of us did and mm-hmm. limited his time on the bike. And unfortunately, you know, Michael's had some pretty good crashes that are not the normal broken bone, torn ACL, this, this, and this. Like, he tends to land on his head quite a bit, mm-hmm. and we know that those can catch up with people. Um, you know, he had a broken neck at one point in the off season, and I think that even to see him back on the track and, like, going for this was like, wow, Michael's really, really trying. And I think everybody's pretty – concerned and pretty frustrated all the way around the board because they expected so much. I mean, Michael's got the pace to be a 250 race winner. You know, I really thought he was going to be a title contender this year. Uh, And it sucks to see. And I I just, even knowing Michael, the little bit that I know him Mm -hmm. and then how he carries himself, It also has to be kind of, like, alarming – not alarming, but concerning and maybe frustrating for him to have so much attention on him in a negative way when he just wants to go unnoticed. Like, no social media, no none of that stuff, and then to have all of this negative attention focused
2: at him, Mm -hmm. I have to wonder how he's doing with that. It's pretty unbelievable that after – I think it's been four rounds of the East, Max Anstey and – Hayden Deegan, our second and third in points. I did not have that on my bingo card with Moseman, Thrasher, Jordan Smith, Jeremy Martin in this class. Did not have no. Max Anstey no. And, and, uh, and Hayden Deegan. Even when Max dropped down to the 250
4: class last year and he was really excited about it last summer, I think that even this was maybe a little bit out of the realm. Like, top five would have been great, but to be in the top three and at a contender for wins mm-hmm. and where he's at is huge. And even just to hear where this guy is at, like, no secret that Max has had a lot of different things in the past, ridden for so many different teams, and have yeah. been in different places of his career. You know, make or break positions, and I don't think he's in that position now. I think Uribe has a lot of faith in him. I mean, he's got two years there. He really gets on good with Marty and Dean, got his wife and kid. Like Max is in a good headspace, and it's going to be nice
2: to see him fulfill all of this with the two years that he has there. Uh yeah yeah absolutely it's got to be really good for Ureve and all those guys who you know you know Uribe really well you've done some some uh, media stuff for them photos and you know social posts and stuff so you got to be stoked for that team right now
4: oh yeah I'm psyched for Ureve Ureve yeah. is a good dude um I got to know him through JB in 2019 yeah. at the Montreal Supercross and I mean yeah the guy super close to me and my family now and and I'm very excited to see what he's doing because he's... I've been to the shop down at MTF too like mm-hmm. everything that they have goes into this team and to see an individual and
2: a group of people come around like that with the resources that they have I mean it's pretty impressive Absolutely, Uh, last call here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, Uh, it is uh, Tony with a future headline, what's up Tony, what's your future headline man?
3: Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Big fan of the show and I never thought I'd get Anton and you both on this call so that's awesome. Good. Uh, Future headline is, is Chase the MC of 93 and 24 or does the jet soar in 24?
2: I don't think Jet, first year out, wins a title uh, in the 450 class. Um, I don't. What do you think, Anton? So I'll go Chase. I'll, go, I'll talk to Chase one.
4: I'll go Chase. Um, I don't know if Jet wins one in the first year. I'm excited about seeing him oh, on that bike, though. Like, I, I, I I just meant the title. He can win one. I'm, yeah, I don't yeah. think he wins a title. Well, yeah, he'll win a race, but I don't think he wins a title. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the guys that he's got to go against right now, uh, if he did – yeah, that tells you how good that kid really is, especially against some of the multi-time champions that he's going to be going against. But yeah, I'd have to lean towards Chase just because he's figuring out how difficult it is to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Jet's going to have to figure that out himself. All right, thanks, Tony. I just feel
3: mm-hmm. I, I just feel like Jet might 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 win it. I mean, I wouldn't be yeah, shocked, I, but I feel like Chase's opportunities. Yeah, I uh, yeah.
2: I would not be shocked either. It would not shock me. Um, but, yes, I don't. I put him, you know, fifth on the list of guys or something, let's say. you know? All right. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, yep. bye-bye. Uh, all right, Anton, before we let you go, uh, who's your winners this weekend?
4: Uh, I'll, I'll agree with JT on Indy, Probably Vavry, Cooper. You know, it is a pretty – it's a Midwest track. I mean, it's an East Coast track. It's got that dark dirt. It breaks down. Those inside lines will break up. It's a nice long whoop section. I'm sure they're going to be jumpers. He's really good at that. Uh, And I think the momentum's kind of been favoring Cooper these last few weeks. So if he can get into a position where he can get a start and Mm -hmm. control the race he needs to, I think this could be his best bet. And then how do you bet against Hunter right now? Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think you can really, right? Uh, All right, man. Uh, Thanks for jumping on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. We'll uh, we'll see you this weekend. Uh, Will we see you at Red Garter on Friday night or
4: well, we have the child coming with us this time, mm. so I don't think any of the big post-trace yeah. activities are okay. going to be happening. Okay. Uh, all right. But, yeah, dude, I like what JT said earlier uh, that Indy's come around because, yeah, it's it's a cool little Midwest town. And there is. are a lot of places to go. Um, some of my best memories, and I mean, the whole reason I'm in the industry is because of the Indy trade show, and I miss that one a lot. So, yeah, Indy's a good time, and uh, everybody yeah. from all over the Rust Belt comes out for this one.
2: Fans are going to it, man. Fans are gnarly. Like, you look at the uh, d- – d- the old days of Pontiac, and then Indy and St. Louis. I think of those three cities. I think of the rabbit fans, man, and the people that live for this stuff. So super cool. Yeah,
4: yeah. pickup kids. We're putting the baby in his jersey and his jeans this weekend. There you so go.
2: On. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. You Thank you. Uh, that's Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live. I want to th- thank the folks at Vertex Pistons, providing the highest quality aftermarket replacement and performance kits for the power sports industry, including rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. Manufactured in Italy, the cast and forged pistons are the premier choices for power and performance. Vertex is also an industry leader in manufacturing. High-performance gaskets made in the USA. So thank you to Vertex Pistons. Plum Creek Funding, 100%. Decal Works, get Maxis. Fly Racing, of course. Fly cutting it a little early today you know get your money back if you're not happy i guess uh thanks tits great work today i was sitting here thinking holy crap we're, we're going short listen i, like I, I got yeah. i got stuff to do it's all fine. right okay i'm not uh, complaining you need to refund me the 10 minutes i will okay yep uh thanks for listening everybody appreciate it see you next week